Hey, TJ, what are you doing? Oh, Wesley, I'm trying to improve my prayer life. So I bought every book on Amazon on prayer, and I'm separating them into three piles. The first are books that might actually be helpful. The second pile are books I'm returning. And the third pile are books I'm using as kindling, because no one should ever read these books. But TJ, you have the best resource of all right there in your hands. It's God's Word. Did you know that you can pray God's Word back to Him? So let's put the gasoline down, and let's open up God's Word and read it together. Okay. But afterwards, can we roast hot dogs and some of these New York Times worst sellers? Making connections. Affecting the culture. Just doing life. It's Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. You know, Wesley, when I first met my wife, uh, we started dating. There were times where uh, we would spend hours and hours and hours talking nonstop, just uh-huh. just talking in, in deep conversation. Now we've been married for almost eight years, and there are afternoons where I come home and we enjoy sitting in silence. Um, <laughs> but I got to be honest, I'm not a guy that likes silence. I've always got to have some kind of noise, and I have to stop and think, okay, what can I talk about right now? Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, it's kind of funny to me because it seems like in our relationship with God, we often get like that as well. Uh, we, we have depth with Christ. We have intimacy with God. And yet it still feels like our prayer life can, you know, can kind yeah. of plummet. You know, we run out, <laughs> it's not really that we run out of things to say. Often it's just, what do I say? How, mm-hmm. how do I pray? Um, you know, and all of these different questions. And I've also noticed that there's almost a... Um, a sense of shame in that question because we don't want to go to somebody and say, "Hey, can you teach me how to pray?" I don't, I don't feel like I know how to pray, uh, you know, and all these different things. And we forget that even the disciples had to come to Jesus and say, "Lord, teach us to pray." Mm-hmm. And so that's what we're talking about today. We're going to give some practical things on how to pray, uh, but beyond that, we're going to go into some specific goals of prayer, even and some specific methods. Uh, we've got a great guest coming up in the next segment, Jessica Webb. She has started a whole she knows movement. a little bit about she prayer. She knows a little bit about it. I don't want to go too much into it, but I will say this. It's worth sticking around, and if you miss the next segment, if you have to get out of your car, you can always find us at EngageMagazine.net slash podcast. You know, it's really interesting talking about prayer. I think it's important that up front we just share with our audience, let's, let's just give the definition of prayer, and that's yep. communicating or conveying a message to God, and that's what we want to do. And the Bible talks about praying without ceasing. Well, how do you do that? You know, mm-hmm. um, And also it talks about how if we don't ask, we can't receive it. You know what right. I mean? So there's there's an idea there in James chapter four about us that there's what things we can, will come to pass if we pray and it will be withheld if we don't. And so the importance of prayer is very, very important in our lives. It absolutely is. But, you know, and, and there again, what we run, the question that I get mo- most often and even a question that I ask very often is, what do I need to be praying uh, you know, because we we can go through and we can say, well, you know, God, this is what's going on in my day, sure. and you know, these are the things that I need. But we ask the question, okay, what do I need to pray? And you know, Wesley, you and I have talked about this, and one of our favorite things to do, and I think most impactful things to do, is simply praying back scripture to yes. God. Yeah, praying back scriptures to God. In fact, I'm just gonna list off a couple here that I have written out. First uh, Thessalonians five sixteen says, "Pray without ceasing." Uh, Jeremiah thirty three. Three says, call to me and I will answer you. Uh, James chapter four talks about asking and we will receive. These are all passages that confirm that if we uh, should, not only are we commanded to pray, but the idea is that we're privileged to pray. You know, and that's such a big thing because we forget 
uh, very often I think we forget who it is that we're talking to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know that often I am, I am just literally left in awe of the, the idea and the fact that the God who created the universe who created it with the words of his mouth, he spoke into existence, all that we see, is listening to the things that I say. Mm-hmm. He's listening to um, to my rambles. He's, he's <laughs> listening to my complaints. He's listening to my anger. He's listening to my heartfelt cries. And one of the most beautiful passages of Scripture to me is where uh, it says that when you don't know what to pray, the Holy Spirit interprets your cries and carries them to God. Yes. So often when we don't know what to pray, because... Romans eight twenty six. Yeah, and so, you know, and it's often when we get to the point that we just simply are so overwhelmed with life and so overwhelmed with everything that's going on, we don't even know what to pray. We just say, God, what help do I need? Yeah, help me. Help me <laughs> yeah. talk to you. Help me pray. And often, I think one of the things we often do is we forget the, the purpose of prayer. Mm-hmm. So we think often... That, you know, when we go into our prayer closet, uh, you know, and Scripture says, you know, when you go into your prayer closet, you will receive your reward. And we think, well, the reward's going to be outside the prayer closet. It's not. Yeah. It's inside yeah. the prayer closet. It is in that time with God. And it's that prayer changes you. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, and, and one of the things that I love about praying Scripture back to God is that it settles it so much deeper inside of your heart than if we just read it and, and move on. Sure. You're listening to Engage Magazine on American Family Radio. Thank you so much for listening to after, this afternoon. We have a great guest coming up in the next segment. It's going to help us talk about prayer, the importance of praying Scripture back to God, and also a really interesting story about her desire to take it outside her home. And we're looking forward putting to Putting prayer into action. Yeah, putting prayer into actions. Well, like I said, you're listening to Engage Magazine. I want to mention a couple things. That is that you can connect with us on our EngageMagazine.net website. There you can link to much of our social media platforms. We really have a desire and a passion to reach the millennials for Christ, but also to take that relationship with Christ and teach them and help them. And as together, one mm-hmm. and the same, how to grow that relationship and to engage culture through the eyes of a biblical worldview. So we have a, a really a huge passion for that. And today we're discussing prayer. Now, TJ, we were just talking about how when we go into the closet, we don't come out and necessarily the answer is always on the outside. Right. In the same way, we don't go in there to change God's mind either. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And so uh, thinking about prayer, I've got a really good quote from David Platt I'd like to share. Desire for God is the heart of prayer. If you think about that, that's from David Platt. Mm -hmm. Thinking about that, when we pray, we are uh, trying to or we're hoping that our desires become, our God's desires become our and, desires. And that's the key. That's it, the, you, it changes the difference us. There? Absolutely it does. Because when we come to God, here's the thing, we're not going to change God's worldview, <laughs> yeah, right? right? Because God is perfect. He doesn't He doesn't need change. We, we do. We, however, do. <laughs> absolutely we do. And one of the biggest things to me, and Wes, I know this is your heart yes, as well. Yes, I confess that, by the way. I yeah, need change. Absolutely. Our wives <laughs> would be happy for us to admit yeah. that. But speaking of our wives, one of the one of my biggest passions is equipping husbands and fathers to be the spiritual leaders of their homes. Mm. And that is one of the biggest, I think, challenges in the Christian church today. Uh, there are so many articles or so many blogs or so many books out there that talk about how men need to be the leaders of their home. Mm. Well, let me just say this. One of the first steps in leading your family, if you are a young man or an old man, if you're a man... Uh, and you're listening to this, if you are married or and or if you have kids, let me just say this, pray with your family. 
and I, you know what? I I have to be completely honest with you here. I'm not the best at this practice. Uh, we pray with our kids. I pray with my wife, but it's not consistent. However, I've recently read a book called Family Worship by Donald Whitney. And in that book, he basically just breaks it down and says, here are some things in family worship. And he says there's three things. There's reading of scripture, there's praying, and then there's singing. And mm-hmm. that's it. It takes about 10 minutes. He breaks it down. It's so so incredibly easy, but I'm two for three. I don't do the singing part. <laughs> <laughs> it is so it is so beneficial. In fact, uh, we've got the kids. We sing right now. We're just singing one song because right. it's the song that the kids know. Uh, incredibly simple song, Would easy words for them to get. Today, uh, not on air. Uh, <laughs> but I will say this: the kids have really gotten into it. Good. They know that we're gonna. They know we're gonna read scripture. They know we're gonna pray, and they know we're gonna sing. But I will just say this, as far as you as a man and your wife, Mm. you will never experience true intimacy until you pray with your wife. You know, it's important, too, that we set a time each day to pray. Absolutely. And same way with reading Scripture. And people think about that, and they think, well, if I can't do it for an hour and really get in depth and spend all this time and energy, then I'm just not going to do it. No, that's not the case. God is never exhausted with uh, hearing from us. He hears prayers from all over the world at one time and, and is never... Uh, He's never driven, bored. Never bored or, or driven crazy. Or distracted. Or, yeah, or you distracted. Know, all these different things. You're right. And the, the purpose, there again, the view is not on us. Right. The exactly. view is on God. And prayer helps us. It's like putting on glasses yes. because it helps us to see God more clearly yes. and to understand him more fully. Yeah, many times I've prayed and um, God had, and it's been a request, like in Philippians mm-hmm. 4, 6, and God answered my request. But there's just as many, if not more times, I go in there to the closet and I pray and he changes my desires to be more and like that's his. It changes you. It and changes that's the me. big thing. So here's the thing. If you're listening to this today, take time to pray. We've got a couple of minutes of break coming up. Coming up next, we're going to have Jessica Webb. In that time, listen to the commercials. But more importantly, pray. Spend some time with God. Come back with us. We're going to have Jessica Webb. We're going to talk about putting prayer into action. 